We are on episode 17 of the 52 Weeks of Reefing. This one is called Protein Skimmers, selecting and tuning the best. A lot, a lot of knowledge change uh, from when that episode came out to now. Tons of Investigates episodes, tons of uh, thought process, changes to designs. We're going to talk about that, starting with our core belief. Yeah, it, from 2015 uh, to close to 2022 now. Evolutionary leaps of things. Uh, it's not even the same conversation. <laughs> that one, uh, that conversation was so high level, and we're ready now to dive in deeper. Yep. Okay, so core belief on protein skimmers here is a good skimmer, a good skimmer, hmm. is one that works well for two fish as well as 20. I mean, the entire journey that you have mm. is not going to only work on the beginning or the mm. end and not going to make you buy a new skimmer a hundred times. And yes, you can have both. It is absolutely true. You can get one that works for the entire journey. Uh, so a good skimmer is one that works for both two fish as well as 20. The best skimmer will increase growth 50% of your coral. Your skimmer. Your skimmer will increase the growth rate of your coral 50%. The best ones, we'll get to the heart of that, but it's related to gas exchange and pH. Mm -hmm. So uh, the skimmer is a totally underutilized tool for controlling the pH of your tank and preventing fine. all the carbon dioxide and yeah. carbonic acid from entering the tank. Uh, we believe matters most. One of the first things we believe matters most about skimmers is that a skimmer is optional and it only serves to reduce other work, uh, specifically maintenance. So changing your filter socks. Well, actually not that one. Those filter socks come first, but uh, well, you know, it's optional. You don't have to have one. And you know, all in one tanks where I think uh, two days ago in like day two, we were talking about some of these all in ones. No, it was day one. We were talking about these options for beginners and stuff like that. And uh, you know, all in one systems are great because uh, you can do a water change and that is your, you know, your filtration or your main, uh, your main approach to filtration. Mm -hmm. uh, larger bodies of water, protein skimmer will pull some of those organics out before they break down and uh, into stuff. But it's optional. You don't have to. Yeah, dude. E170, perfect example. Uh, yeah. Even uh, if you, even if your mechanical filtration and like your refugium game is so strong, a skimmer might might be an option. I think there's several tanks at WWC where they turn them off periodically. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and so a skimmer is optional. There's lots of benefits you're going to hear about today, but uh, don't think about this as it's a, a, like an absolutely necessary piece of equipment. It will add a lot of value. If I could tell you that you could do half as many water changes or feed twice as much or have twice as many fish if you have one, uh, well, those <laughs> are all really legitimate reasons, but like it isn't necessary because almost all of it is just a replacement for other filtration. Yeah. Uh, all right, the skimmer, what we also believe most, a skimmer that pulls out the most poo and decaying matter smells like it. <laughs> Okay, it's just true. Yeah, if your skimmer doesn't stink like uh, like skimmate, like poo and uh, and dying matter, then uh, it's probably not working as well as it. Okay, should. here's here's the deal: is that basically in that cup is filled with decaying matter, right? In theory, no. uh, and then in the water, it's filled with decaying matter, being rotten fish poop and or rot rotten food and fish poop, right? And then we're blowing air over those two things. through it you if know. it doesn't stink coming out of that it's not working very well <laughs> right uh and so uh, do you want your house to stink no yeah and there's ways to get around that that we'll yep. share in just a second yep. 
But if yours like you're like, you know what? Mine doesn't sink and it's not really collecting those things you're talking about. And it's just kind of some like opaque water. Well, it's probably not doing very much for you. Yeah. Uh, it should stink. It should smell terrible. And if it doesn't, you should consider either tuning it better or get one that does stink. Every yeah. time we dump a skimmer cup here in the studio utility sink, the people that work right outside the studio doors are like, oh, what was that? Mm -hmm. like that that's the way it should smell. Okay, in my house, it had a cold air return in the room that I would do it. You'd smell it three floors away. Right? <laughs> uh, you'd smell it on the second floor. That's uh, how you know it's good. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, you know it when my wife is yelling at me for cleaning out the skimmer. Uh, but in reality, I could walk in that room and it would just stink because the air is flowing over the turds, man. It's it's like a fart machine. <laughs> you know, I, it is. A, it, it should stink, though. If it doesn't stink, you should wonder why it doesn't. Yeah. Mm. I know it's a kind of a <laughs> so conundrum. Weird. You don't want it to stink, but if it doesn't stink, it's not working. Uh, we also believe matters most that dry foam has a higher ratio of organic content versus water and air, uh, and it's created by reducing the amount of air. Yeah. So, like, think of what dry, dry skimmate is. It means that there's way more organics yeah. in it and much less of the air and water. In it. A lot of times it's that what that what can I scrape and how much of it when I run my hand on the inside of the neck of that skimmer cup. If you got yourself a large amount of brown material, uh, that is very dry, uh, came from dry foam. Yeah, so if I had dry foam and I just scooped up the foam, I should be actually, it should stick to my hand upside down. Yeah. Right? Mm. Wet home foam would have a lot more water in it and it would just drip right off. Yeah, right? So, so holding a lot more organic material in the dry foam. And the easiest way to create dry foam is just to reduce the amount of air going into it. And that'll do two things. It'll actually add less air, but also it will decrease the velocity of air escaping mm. out the top uh, through the neck of the skimmer, causing a lot of that dry foam to pop prematurely normally. Mm. So mm. if your goal is dry foam, less air in many cases is the best way to achieve that. Now there's a lot of parallels between the, what we're talking about in this dry versus wet and bubbles conversation versus uh, you know uh, blowing bubbles with the solution and whatnot. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and there was a whole investigative series, probably like six episodes of testing airflow and water and adjustments and uh, all kinds of experience, even experiments you can do at home. So yeah, like I, just to give that analogy, just for anybody who hasn't seen it, because uh, this is something everybody can resonate with. Mm -hmm. Essentially, the top of your skimmer is that tube and it's blowing air out of it. So if I'm sucking 600 liters an hour of air through there, 600 liters an hour needs to go out the top and it's coming out pretty rapidly. Uh, if I'm only doing 100, it's coming out about one uh, sixth as fast, mm. right? Okay, so imagine your little bubble wand. You're blowing these uh, bubbles. Uh, you did it as a kid. You'll do it with some other kid someday. You know? <laughs> like we go out and it's it's hard. Like we actually do it in my backyard. We use those big, huge, giant rope ones. And yeah. like getting the organic mix right is actually kind of like hard. Soap to water yep. viscosity and what's going to create a, a hardcore bubble with a, a thick membrane wall versus one that could just go pop. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when you dip that little wand in there and you blow through it, if it's got the right amount of organics in it, you just blow all day and tons of bubbles come out. If you now diluted that by threefold, uh, well, now I have to blow so uh, slightly, to, otherwise it just pops the moment the bubble, that it yeah, comes out. There's yeah. not enough organics to hold the foam together. 
So in that same spirit, when you're working with your tank, if you got tons of turds and tons of food and tons of organics in there, you can probably pump in an enormous amount of water, maintain a lot of foam coming out of this thing. If you don't, and you have very little organics in there, very few fish and very few bits of food going in, well, the velocity of air has got to go way, way down. Otherwise, the it just pops as it's going out there, and you know exactly what Boil, it looks like. Boiling on the top. Yeah, tremendous amount of air in the skimmer, top to bottom, just boiling. Yeah. Nah, not doing, doing anything, not collecting any turds. It sure looks like it's working, but it's not working. More air is not better. So this uh, advantage uh, to dry foam is actually a couple of things. Yep. One, it's that paste in the cup. Like so you're actively removing gunk. Yeah, if you go in the cup and you scoop out a handful of poop, uh, it's essentially poop and decaying food in your hand. Yes. In glove. Uh, but like uh, that is one export method. Mm -hmm. Like if I scoop it, if it collects in something and I can scoop it and take it out of the tank. It's now out of the tank. Yeah, and, and it's very real. There's a very real amount of gunk that came out in there. <laughs> and actually if you dissolved all that gunk in the water, it's probably way darker than the water or the tea that you're pulling out. So yeah. it might be one of the more valuable ways of actually pulling it out. Uh, but also an advantage is it doesn't pop as fast and it works in a wider array of tanks. So dry foam with a little bit of air, uh, less air will actually work in the widest variety of environments. Yeah. It may not pull out as much as you could in a really high density environment. But you actually see, I had some videos of it in my own tank yeah. where when I put it too dry, what would happen is the foam would get so thick, it would actually lift the lid off, and then out of all the little holes in the top, this, out. this foam would pour out, but it wouldn't foam out and drip. It was so thick that it just like kind of like cakes all over the place. Yeah. And then people were like, oh, you should put some mineral oil or something on there, or whatever, so they'll pop. I'm like, no, I will just turn up the air to match the more organics, and then the foam thins out, and I'm actually still pulling all the garbage out instead of uh, letting it pop prematurely. Mm. Uh, we also believe matters most the disadvantage to dry on the opposite end of that, the dry paste. The disadvantage of the dry paste is that it probably isn't removing as much in the, as far as like a wet, a wet could, especially in a high organic environment. Yeah, wet skin mate with has more water in it is the wetter you, if you get past the dry, like so wet that it doesn't work anymore. It's just it's water. Somewhere in there, like super, super dry does work and it works in the widest environment areas with the least amount of work and tuning. But if you really want to get more out of it, it's definitely on the mid to wet range uh, yeah. where it's consistently just producing foam that flows over the edge. That is probably the area where you're going to remove the most waste. Mm. Uh, so dry, easier but maybe not the most effective possible. And we're gonna get into it in here in just a bit, but uh, this dry versus wet conversation we're having is 100% to do with how much air and air volume with the organic mixture, uh, not my little gate valve and how I'm collecting it wet versus dry. Okay, you're gonna talk about the, the gate valve, just, just throw that mentality in the trash. Yeah, we'll get there, we'll get there. <laughs> Uh, we also believe matters most is that wet foam has a higher ratio of water and air to organics. Uh, it's wet. Yeah, it's wet. So I'm pulling uh, not only just organics and everything else, but I'm pouring, pulling more water. I'm, I'm collecting more water. So that tea-colored uh, water in your skimmer, not as many organics, a lot more water, though. So if you can imagine, like if I would say I took like a little beaker full of uh, dry foam, 
right? Mm -hmm. A beaker full of wet foam, and then I measure the organics on it. The dry foam of the equivalent amount will probably have a lot more organics in it. The wet foam, and the reason I know that is because it's building a stable head that isn't popping. It's right. the organics that's doing that. It's yeah. not the water or air. So the fact that it's a dry, stable head of foam is representative of why there's so much more organics in it. However, the wet foam will have more water in it. So here's the conundrum, though, is uh, the dry foam actually collects really slow. It's just very slowly collected. So mm -hmm. if, like, pretend the dry foam had three times as much organics in it as the wet foam, but I was able to capture six times as much wet foam as dry foam, the wet foam was twice as effective. Yeah. And so there is a, a matrix in there that you'll have to figure out for yourself. Uh, but once you understand how to create the foam, and it isn't all that much different than just dipping a bubble wand in there and thinking about how that's gonna work, mm -hmm. Uh, and I, I can't just walk up and blow on it if it's really there's not a lot of garbage in my tank. But if there is a lot, man, we can we can let this game go. <laughs> uh, yeah, think about the, how it all fits together, and you'll have a better result for sure. Uh, the next one is the wet advantage. Uh, what we believe matters most. We're talking about the wet foam again. The advantage to wet is that when you tune it just right, or when you tune it right, it actually removes more waste consistently. If there's a, like, uh, I have a certain amount of fish, I feed a certain amount a day, there's a steady or amount, a, a predictable amount of organics in my tank at any given time, right? Uh, and now I'm, now I have a wet collection where you know, my, the, the amount of water, the water and the organics that I'm collecting matches the amount of organics that are in the tank at any given time. I can rely on it. I can, it, it will consistently be pulling out, meaning that there's no, you know, there's not a fluctuation when you're skimming dry. Actually, you know, one of the ways that we tested, uh, you can test this for yourself if you want to know which way and where you kind of optimally Which tune. works best for you, yeah. Which was go take your little Mr. Chili jug, which is like a the gallon clear, container. Yeah. Tune this to your best of your ability dry, right? Collect whatever you're going to collect for a day. Pour it in that jug and add water to it. Fill it all up. Next day, collect it and tune it to as wet as uh, you think is functional. Collect that. Pour that in another jug and shake it up. Whichever one is darkest in the Th end that was the most effective. is probably the most effective. <laughs> uh, so like a really quick home test on figuring out how much organics is in there because you probably won't get a good gallon of either one in a single day. Right. right? Uh, and will getting six times as much wet actually, even though it looks thinner in there, be more effective than one sixth as much dry? And to your scenario and the best of your ability to, mm. to, to tune the specific tool that you have on your tank, that's maybe the best way to figure it out. It's also just kind of a fun project. It is pretty fun. <laughs> Uh, you actually had a video on that. I, yeah, okay. there is. Uh, the the episode in that series of skimmer testing, uh, there is an episode uh, that has three jugs in a windowsill is the, is the thumbnail of it. And it tells you how, how to go about that and then what to do with the information. I forget, man. Which, which one won? Was it the dry one? I think it was middle of the road. Was it really? I think With so. Fingers. We did three different ones. We're super dry, super wet, and then middle of the road. I'm pretty sure middle of the road won out. <laughs> Go figure. I mean, that would be that would be the expected outcome, right? Yeah, of course. Uh, okay, this is the one that you just mentioned, the gate valve thing. Oh yeah. Uh, well, just before we get there, let's oh. finish this thought on the wet. 
The disadvantage of oh, yeah. wet foam is that it's harder to tune. It's more susceptible to current organic load by the minute. So you know, you've got your, your air water mixture, so you're collecting wet, collecting uh, now. Uh, if the organic levels change in the, uh, in the tank, my skimmer could go crazy. Like I'm collecting water and it fills up, you know, maybe a half or a quarter of the uh, actual collection cup a day. Uh, what happens when the organic load changes to the point where it, my skimmer goes crazy? Now I'm susceptible to the skimmer leaking, splur, uh, spitting nasty poo water all over the place, fire hazards, everything that we talked about with redundancy. If you ride the razor's edge of wet, what will happen is you got to tune to a specific format, which is I can tune it to several hours after I have fed the water, mm -hmm. and in which case, like maybe the skimmer will have removed a lot by then, and all of a sudden it will stop. You know, if I if I if I tuned it to the moment that I added the food and that it dissolved in there and it was best most likely to remove a lot of it. Probably safe. Well, it would work, but then what happened as soon as the organics uh, are removed from the tank and the skimmer worked, all of a sudden we're blowing air too fast to create a foam head and all the bubbles are popping and you look in there and you'll see, oh look, it just looks like a boiling pot of water. It's not again. doing anything. It's yeah. not doing anything. Uh, well. You only tuned it to work when the most organics are in there. The inverse is true is like, what if I tuned it to work, you know, at uh, the best time is eight hours after feeding. Well, then when I do feed the thing and I add new organics, it's going to do what you just described, which is explode all over the place. <laughs> uh, so that is kind of the disadvantage of wet is you will ultimately probably get more uh, uh, nutrients and organics out of the tank. But when you ride the razor's edge, there's other problems to come along with. Easy. Uh, water level when that thing goes a little too high. Okay. Uh, back to our discussion about uh, use, about the gate valve and, and whether or not, like, is tuning your gate valve the difference between wet and dry skimming? And it, it's not. It's all about the air mixture and the amount of organics and how you uh, adjust one or the other. So what we believe matters most is that the gate valve does not create dry or wet foam. Uh, it just changes the point, the collection point. So uh, I have a lot of air being injected into the body of my skimmer. There's a lot of organics. I'm gonna have this, you know, this foam going. Uh, if I decide to run dry, uh, well, the gate valve, all it does is just change like, uh, how much am I collecting? Am I collecting a lot of that wet foam fast or am I collecting some of that wet foam slower? Uh, and then when you turn it to dry, same thing. Yeah, the gate valve isn't changing it from what to dry. It just changes how you collect it. And sometimes, you know, in like maybe an AC pump or a non-adjustable pump, that that water level in the body and the pressure it puts back on the pump might change the how much air is actually being drawn in the skimmer, and in some degree changing the the wet or the dry collection. But you know, wet and dry comes down to air and organics. As an artifact of head pressure, when you raise the water level up, it will suck in a little bit less air. Yep pump isn't spinning as yeah. fast. But most of what you're doing is the pumps, you're creating the foam that you're creating. And like, in theory, I guess, if you put it really low, most of the foam will actually pop and explode before it goes over the end. And then the last little bit that finally makes its way over its edge is it's like dry, I guess. Yeah. But you're not really creating dry or wet foam. You're just changing how you collect the foam engine. So you, you know, changing the amount of air and water and organic mix is changing how the foam engine creates foam. Mm. Changing the water height in there is just changing where it collects the foam. 
And so if I move the water height really high, well, then I guess I'm going to get it wetter. But now I'm also super susceptible to when I dump some food in, all of a sudden it just explodes, <laughs> right? Yeah. And you're trying to find that like medium ground. But like there has to be an evolution in the knowledge of how a foam bubble is created. And a foam bubble is not created by creating a gate valve going up and down. A foam bubble is created by a mixture of air, organics, uh, and, and water. water. Yeah. So it is like we should just scrub that conversation from our dna <laughs> i run wet because my water level is so high i run dry because my water level is so low uh, it's actually I, not it's the dynamic of the bubble yeah mm. it, it, i can understand the mentality because it was the best that we had because uh, i'm collecting what i'm collecting when i have it way up uh, way up high is a lot of water because a lot of water spills over and what i'm collecting right. when the when i have it turned down low there's a lot of scum on the neck okay it is true that if you put it all the way to the top, you are collecting more wet foam, I guess. And if you put it way down in the bottom, you're collecting uh, less dry foam, but you aren't changing how the foam engine works. Yeah. You're yeah. just changing the point at which you collect it. Now, if I wanna change how the foam engine works and create the type of foam that I want, and then tune to how I collect it, that is where I will collect dry, or create dry intentionally create dry or wet foam and then tune it to collect it the best mm. all right there's a there's a car analogy in there somewhere yeah definitely like if you like. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the whole like combustion engine right? yeah if i if i have a air uh Fuel. air and gasoline if i put too much gasoline the thing stutters out yeah. and pops yeah. right? if i don't put enough in it it will sputter all over the place and put the right amount and it runs like a chair, right? <laughs> yeah go ahead uh, we believe matters most is that DC is the best way to tune. Hands down, this conversation is over when it comes to tuning air and water mixture. Uh, DC is the best because I have steps that not only uh, change the speed of the pump and the water, but also change the amount of air drawn. This is a, we bought a Hawk machine. I think I believe it's a Hawk machine, an air volumizer type thing that we can measure airs, air per uh, the liters, per, liters minute. per minute or something like that. Yeah, so, uh, you can actually see the changes in the variation of air and air draw based on this different five or six or however many speeds of the skimmer pump. And now when it comes to like adjusting, you know, I bought, I bought my first DC skimmer thinking that, ah, oh, this thing is great only because I bought it because uh, it, it was quiet. I didn't know what to do with the five different steps or, or, or uh, flow rates. And, and as, you know, it wasn't until like two, two, or, two or three years ago when I started investigating that, Oh, now I understand why this actually thing, uh, why this thing exists. And uh, you can AC pumps. You can put a like an air valve on the air, but there's this dynamic of uh, the sucking in of the one pump doing all of the work of sucking in air and sucking in water. The best DC solution, in my opinion, is recirculating. I have a pump that feeds water in; that's its sole purpose. And I have a pump that draws in air; that's its sole purpose. Sure. And I can adjust those two separately. Yeah, so DC, what it will do is it will slow the pump down. When it slows the pump down, it will suck less air in there, right? And when I was first, like back in 2015, mm. I mean, basically everything I was told is more air means more contact area, more better. And there was a right. lot of skimmers doing the same thing in Par Wars was doing was building this higher, yeah, Air Wars. You know, the Vertex Omega things. Like One of the milk, most. You know, top yeah. to bottom. But like a lot of people complain that it just boils on the top, doesn't produce. Can't it. tune this thing. It's because there's so much air coming out of it, the bubbles just pop prematurely. Mm. 
yeah. and you don't have enough organics. And then, then there's probably a group of people who are like, this thing works awesome. And those people probably feed a ton of food and it was a really great option for them. Yeah. Uh, and But like visually, I could go look at the cheap ones and see just this thin wisp of uh, bubbles in it. Uh, and then the Vertex one, like top to bottom, milky. Some bubbles. Uh, like, oh yeah, no, didn't work better. <laughs> uh, so yeah, D DC, definitely the best, easiest way to tune the amount of air that goes in it. And again, I didn't get it at all. Like I heard the the quiet piece for sure, but like mm -hmm. more or better. Why would I ever want to tune down the amount of air going in here? Because more air is better. When I set mine up, I set it to the max setting, and then that I've never touched it after that. Okay, so what it should actually say is not like pump speed, or it shouldn't say uh, like uh, air speed. It should say less poo, more poo. <laughs> right? If you got a lot of poo, crank up the air. Crank her up. If you don't have a lot of poo or food in there, turn that sucker turn that down. Turn air down, and it'll actually perform better. This leads back to our core belief and why it's why it is a part of our core belief. A good skimmer is one that works just as well for two fish as it does for twenty. Meaning, and this is that adjustability piece. When I have, I can buy my forever skimmer, or if that's what you want to call it, I can buy my skimmer, planning on my new tank, knowing that eventually I'm going to have like twenty some fish in there. Uh, but because it's DC and I can adjust the amount of air and water mixture because I have such low organics, this now works for two fish. And when I add the next five fish, I can, bu I can bump it up and now it's working for that. And so I, it does, I don't have to go buy a whole brand new skimmer because I'm stuck to one air and water mixture. The only thing I wish that they would do is sell replaceable cups because mm. like, Basically, I only got two fish. I, I don't have a coffee can full of foam being created. Yes. I only put four pellets in here today. Collect, you know, yeah. like, uh, so it's not great. So that's why like uh, on uh, the uh, skimmers like the uh, eShops. So the eShops have pretty small necks. And when we tested them, they actually can pull in less air. And if you had looked at that in the past, you would say, oh, less air. I, I wouldn't want that. It's mm -hmm. not going to work that great. But actually, we found that it's probably going to be the plug-and-play one that works for most people right out of the box. And the fact that it has a smaller neck actually means that it takes less foam to be able to get the foam at the top. Yeah. So if I have a coffee can full of foam, I have to fill a coffee can full of foam before I get a little bit even over the top of this thing. Right? <laughs> That's so, hard to do. Yeah, if I got a little teeny nozzle, it's mm. actually a lot easier. That leads exactly into this next one of what we believe matters most. Too big is worse than too small for that very same fact. I think, I, I, I'm not sure what I said in 2015, but I was told back then that everybody in my circle said, Get the biggest, baddest skimmer that That'll you can That'll fit in get. your chamber. And to be honest, it sounds good, Yeah. right? But now we know. Now we know differently that a bigger, badder skimmer doesn't have the organic load in it to be able to create the foam, and it is going to work poorer. You, you overspent. You are better off getting a smaller skimmer uh, that will work all the time than a bigger skimmer <laughs> that doesn't work. I mean, ideally, we would like to get the right tool, the right job, right yeah. in the middle. Thread the needle. Yeah, I mean... Oh, and you would think that, uh, well, yeah, we're not telling, we're, what we're, uh, the, uh, this is one of those moments when the marketing team, they're going to be like, shut up, Thanks, no, go, go no. buy the big skimmer, <laughs> no, buy the smallest skimmer, don't, don't get the big one. Yeah, you know, it's funny, get a tunable skimmer that DC. It goes the gap, spends the gap for yep. you, uh, and going too big, 
and in this case, too big often means that the it's neck just is the just neck super size. Giant, yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, if you can find ah, that again, leading to the next one, we believe matters most that someone should consider the neck size. And an adjustable neck size would mean that you can get a big skimmer. You know, if you have plans for a massive bio load or lots of fish, uh, all the only thing I have to do is adjust the airspeed and take out the little neck and put it in the small neck. So my first two years of tank or one year of tank, I've got a little small uh, neck inside my skimmer cup. And then once uh, my tank matures, big neck. Pop out a new one. Yeah. Uh, you know, in the in the uh, Royal Exclusive ones, the whole neck pops out of inside the cup so you can clean it. Those really are easy. so nice. Imagine if you could just pop in different sizes. Uh, that'd be pretty sweet. And there's, you know, somebody could aftermarket that for sure. <laughs> uh, all right, so another one here is, uh, Changing, okay, this one, this is an interesting one that a lot of people probably haven't picked up on, but mm -hmm. changing how you collect the foam is easier than how you create the foam, right? And so, like, let's create the foam that you want. We'll use the foam engine. We'll use the DC thing and create the right amount of air, organics, and water mixture. Uh, and then the problem will be every time I change that stupid knob or gate <coughs> valve, I am actually influencing the amount of air that's sucked into. So now yeah. that I've perfected it, when I change the level, I'm unperfecting it to some degree. Yeah. Not a lot, but enough that it might matter. And the problem is, is I'm also going to have to tune that thing, then sit there and watch it for 20 minutes and come back and make sure I tuned it to the ah, right level. That's so okay. annoying. There are different ways of raising and lowering the water level or the cup itself. So I think of the Deltec hang-on skimmer, and there's probably some other ones like this, where it just creates a level foam head. And then the thing you do is raise and lower the, the neck of yeah. the cup yeah. to you know open or close essentially the size of the collection chamber. If it's not creating a lot of foam, mm. I just lower the cup, and then that little bit of foam flows over. That hang on the back, uh, the one that rings true to me because I didn't have the Deltec, but mm -hmm. I had the Reef Octopus hang on the back. That was the collection method. There was a little rubber no. O-ring around there that we would set the cup height, and you could do the same thing. You could lower that thing down into the foam, or you could raise it up if the foam was way up here. So that's also a piece about the recirculating skimmer that you mentioned earlier. Mm. In the recirculating skimmer, you usually have a fixed output on the end, and so the water level height is already, you don't have to use back pressure from the pump to make sure the water level's here, it's already got an exit point that comes out and the water leaves there. Yeah. But with something like uh, the skimmer that I'm using on my tank, which is the Royal Exclusive uh, uh, Deluxe model, mm. what happens is the pipe comes out and then it goes back up and back down and there's a telescoping pipe. And so instead of using a valve that you know is going to raise or lower the water level based on back pressure, what I'm going to do is just raise the whole the you know, telescoping drain up. And visually, I know where I brought it to. And <laughs> like, I know where the water level is on the bottom of this little elbow. And that is the height that the water level is going to be in the skimmer. And then you use the gate valve thing as like a fine tuning element. Right. Uh, but the telescoping thing, I don't know, you know why that piece hasn't picked up in other protein skimmers, to be honest, because that is a sweet, sweet way to monitor <laughs> or set the level at which you collect foam from your foam engine. Especially if you're not going to go recirculating. Yes, especially then. Uh, uh, second best to that. For yeah, sure. actually, recirculating is my go-to if you have the space for it. If you got the space, they don't make a lot of designs. I know, this, that's, especially DC. Yeah, I know. 
Uh, we also believe matters most is that a skimmer is the biggest gas exchange you can have on your tank. We're, when we're talking about gas exchange, a lot of times people are like, oh, point your power heads up, you know, create that turbulent surface on the top of the water, you're getting good gas exchange. Think about the surface area of the top of the tank and how many times that rolls over versus the every single tiny little bubble inside your protein skimmer, the surface around every single one, the millions and billions of bubbles in that body pulling air from the surrounding area, that that is where all of that gas exchange is happening the most. So if I think of like in my skimmer, I'm holding three gallons of water or something, whatever it mm -hmm. might be, uh, inside of there, I mean, every bit of that water is just being whisked with mm -hmm. gas exchange with air from the outside over and over again. It is the single point of gas exchange in the whole tank, both in terms of incorporating or removing uh, CO2 from the water, as well as oxygen uh, exchange as well. 100%. So Undeniable. Skimmer. But if you didn't buy it for nutrients, buy it for gas exchange. Yeah, and, uh, and for the reason that pH it matters. So we believe what matters most is that the skimmer, because it's the biggest gas exchange uh, in your tank, it is also the pH solution for many. So if you are having the pH issues, uh, or uh, this is where that 50% uh, growth in your corals come from in our core belief that the best skimmer will increase your coral growth by 50%. It's all based on that pH uh, and keeping it 8.3. Corals calcify much faster at 8.3. They're just able Science. to precipitate out their <laughs> coral skeleton or their calcium carbonate based skeleton much faster. Uh, this is well known uh, by marine biologists. We did the BRSTV investigates, which proved it uh, mm. uh, in our own environment as a hobbyist as well. I don't know anybody who doesn't want 50% more growth out of the coral. If you're it, uh, then raise your hand. It's probably only somebody who's endgame, who's already got the thing totally full. Yeah. But if you're in the first couple of years of this, everyone wants the things to grow 50% faster. And it's 50% uh, compounding, by the way. We saw 50% inside of a couple of months, but the next 50% is going to be based on top of that 50% and so <laughs> on and so on. So you're going to fill it out in a fraction of the time mm. if you can maintain that 8.3. So 8.3 in the tank, it can be done a variety of ways. You can do it with chemicals. Okay. So you could choose to use Kalkwasser as your calcium alkalinity solution. You could use, I think Triton is going to be one of the best commercially available at raising the pH from a two part as the highest mm -hmm. lift. Mm -hmm. uh, refugium. You can do it with a refugium, mm -hmm. sucking out CO2 out of the water. You could do it with, uh, I'm trying uh, to think of another uh, one. Fresh air skimmer lines. Open up your windows and stuff. Like open that. up windows, all of that. But, you know, the, the, about all of those is that it's not, it, it's not consistent. It's not always consistent pH. You're talking like when you, in, at night, when the pH goes down in the tank naturally because the photosynth uh, photosynthesis isn't happening. Uh, or your refugium that only runs at night is having the pH effect, but during the day it's not. Or your two-part, only maybe you uh, don't have enough demand for your two-part solution, so there's really not a whole lot going in there to keep the pH up on its own. Uh, but you can use the skimmer to create a consistent level all the time, constantly. You know, what's funny is the things that are causing the acidity of the ocean are the same thing that's causing the acidity in your house, actually. Mm which is in your house the uh, or in the ocean, it's all the carb excess carbon dioxide we're pumping into the, uh, into the air these days. 
and uh, what it does is increases the amount of carbon di or carbonic acid in the ocean mm. and decreases the pH. In our house is the same, same thing. Same thing. We sealed our houses up for efficiency, uh, and we're filling the things up with carbon dioxide Despite from us living breathing, in it, our yep. pets, mm -hmm. all of those kinds of things. And so, uh, one of the things that nobody has done really well yet is incorporate CO two scrubbing media into a protein skimmer. There's lots of DIY ones. I actually implemented one in my own tank uh, uh, yesterday, so I'll, I'll probably mm -hmm. show a little video on Facebook about it. Uh, but I, the the skimmer is the best solution because it, it, if you scrub all the CO2 out of the gas exchange that's happening in the skimmer and you can raise the pH of, like anywhere from a few tenths uh, to maybe even too mm. much and you mm -hmm. have to put a control on it, uh, is that it's not reliant on any additive that goes into the tank. Yep. You're not reliant on, and it doesn't, you can actually peg it with solenoids. You just yeah. keep it 8.3, 24-7. It's adjustable. And I, yeah, like you said, with the solenoid and the and shutting off air coming into the skimmer from the ambient room or air coming from in, in the skimmer from the CO2 scrubber, like I can actually uh, adjust, hey, I want to, uh, I need a little more 8.3 out of you where I can't like, Hey, I need more. I, I need to add more alkalinity because my pH is low. Well, that's going to throw my alkalinity off and my water chemistry. It's not as adjustable as a scrubber. So the for those of you who are, are not tracking with us, it, the protein skimmer. All you do is take uh, a CO2 scrubber that has media in it that sucks all the CO2 out. It's the same stuff that people use for like diving or even in space. Mm -hmm. You know, to scrub the stuff out. And what happens is when you have this the skimmer suck air through there it's giving it co2 free air going into this thing and it's whisking it all together and it's not adding co2 or carbonic acid to the tank anymore uh and then the ph of the tank rises so you will burn through a little bit of media people are working on recirculating designs actually like reduce the amount of media used right. to very very little yeah uh, this is the future uh, and when we say a good skimmers ones it works well for 20 fish as well as 20 that's typical you know skimmer things and i think everybody out there would agree that i wish that it would work when i bought it yeah. i had a small tank and i wish that it would work when the tank is full i only want to buy it once i don't know anybody that wants something different and i know a lot of people that haven't don't have that experience mm -hmm. right uh the best skimmer will also own the fact that it is uh, the primary source of gas exchange on the tank and can increase done well will increase the growth rate of your coral by itself man 50 percent that's a smart yes. skimmer all right so <laughs> some hard lessons with skimmers first one First hard lesson with skimmers is that water level is the worst way to tune a skimmer. Uh, we hit that one a couple different ways, but yes, uh, the water, but uh, this one's specifically the water level in the sump. Uh, so adjusting the nine inches versus 10 inches versus 11 inches uh, and where your skimmer depth is, uh, is the worst way to, to uh, tune your skimmer. And, you know, most of the time that manufacturers have the rating and we, I did, I did another part of these skimmer tests was how much air draw when it was in two inches of water and three inches and four inches and five, all the way up to like 14 and 15 and, and all these other different inches. And you find that, uh, you know, somewhere in uh, the recommended uh, manufacturers, well, most of the times the manufacturers were dead on. Uh, if you set it at eight inches, you're gonna get a good amount of air draw. So 
trying to tune the skimmer by adjusting that water level in the sump, not that great. I think that also applies to, to the gate valve. The gate valve yeah, as 100%. Well. Worst way. Uh, the one thing that we didn't cover, and I'll say also is a hard lesson, is with an AC pump, tuning it with an air valve. You mentioned it just for a second. We did, and I did that test too, yeah. Yeah, I want to explain like what's happening then. So with a DC pump, I slow down the motor, and then because the motor slows down, it sucks in less air. With an AC pump, the exact opposite happens. When I turn, I put, if I put an air valve on there and slow the amount of air or restrict the air, the pump will actually spin faster now more because water. and suck more water because you're not filling the pump motor full of air. Mm -hmm. So what happens is they'll pump more water, which will increase the water level. And so like when you're doing these things, there's like so many things that are going against each other. You're also decreasing the contact time because the water level, water's being pumped through there twice as fast as it was before. The skimmer wasn't really designed for that. It might be too small and not have enough contact time. So I won't say that putting an air valve on an AC skimmer is a bad idea. It just will not do the same thing as DC, which slows the motor along with the air. And when I slow the motor, I'll decrease the, or increase the contact time uh, because I have, which is good, man, because in nature, in the reality of it is if I have to slow it down, it means there's less organics in the water. Otherwise mm -hmm. I'd have more air and I'd go for wetter. With less organics to create that foam head, also probably benefits from the fact that now I'm pumping water through it slower, which increases the contact time or dwell time inside the skimmer, increasing the likelihood that those bubbles are actually going to remove it. DC, way better option. DC, way better option. Okay. <laughs> In fact, like, I don't know why that hasn't been embraced in its entirety, but it should. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. All right. Uh, another one, another hard lesson here. Uh, next one is more air is not better. There's a boil. Yeah. This is the where your lid just went like this and shuts things everywhere. If you look at your skimmer and you're saying, man, there's tons of air in there, but it's not producing anything, a bunch of people will tell you it's like some kind of manufacturing oil or it needs to break in or blah, blah, oh, blah, yeah. blah, blah. It is more likely that you just have too much air for the amount of organics and all the bubbles are just popping on the top. And that's when you have a DC one, you just turn it down. Yep. Uh, more likely that than anything. Uh, another hard lesson is huge necks are uh, for a ton of organics. So if you're going to buy a skimmer with a giant, huge neck that's rated for 600 gallons, you better have 600 gallons of the turds in there. <laughs> uh, so otherwise it, it won't work. It won't be able to, you won't be able to produce enough foam for it to actually yeah. flow over. A uh, hard lesson is that a good skimmer, the good ones will have carbon on the lid. And I've seen aftermarket ideas yeah. of this. Uh, and then I've seen like a Vast Marines, you know, uh, skimmate lockers that incorporate carbon on the top, but not really one manufacturer that stands out that says, we put carbon on the top of mine because the air is blowing through the poo and straight out the top of the lid. All those little circles on the hole, the holes in the top of your skimmer lid, those are just air vents. And the only thing coming, the only air coming out of that skimmer and that skimmer cup is poopy air. It's just little fart holes. <laughs> That's exactly yeah. what it is. So even with like the vast marine, what will happen is it will let all the fluid go down there and the stinky fluid will now be down in there. And there's a little carbon thing on yeah. the top of it. All the air still going through the but top the of the skimmer lid. air is still passing all that turd on the wall and decaying food and going out the holes in, the, mm. in there. So... Uh, and again, if it doesn't stink, it's because it's not working. Uh, and there's no other, uh, like, unless the skimmer is capable of making non-smelly poo, yeah. which in case them and that now is the best one. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Non-smelly poo is a magic elixir. I don't know. <laughs> that there's happens. not such a thing. Uh, okay. Uh, you're also another hard. Uh, so a carbon on the lid. I, I ended up having to just use a like a nylon mesh bag. Just like set a it on the top. Filter bag and filled it with carbon and just set it on the top and that worked. Mm. You know, the poo smell coming out of the top of the royal exclusive skimmer uh, is now nullified because the carbon captures it. Uh, but the next one here is a smaller size skimmer. Hard lesson is you don't want to go too big if you're going to use felt rollers or are really good about your, uh, or really even the filter socks at all. Yeah, Royal Exclusive told you specifically uh, when Stuck you're getting out. this dream box sump and you have a filter roller and uh, I mean, the design of your filter roller means nothing's getting by that paper and that doesn't pass through the paper and it's really wide. Uh, you're pulling all of these or the potential organics that could be pulled up by your skimmer. You're pulling them out before this, uh, before it even has a chance to break down into, you know, organics that your skimmer can pull. Essentially meaning there's less fuel in the water because it's being pulled out in real time. Meaning I don't need a bigger skimmer to, uh, my, a bigger skimmer is going to be less effective. Think about the whole approach to filtration. Like essentially <coughs> for the foam engine to work, it needs a certain amount of organics to work at that size skimmer, that size Mac, that size air or whatever. If on that same, let's say it was rated for 200 gallons. Mm. If on that same 200 gallon tank, I removed half of the fuel or organics using a different thing, it doesn't matter what it is, in this case being felt or uh, filter socks, well, then, you know what? Uh, I need half the size of the skimmer because I don't need it. In fact, it's not gonna work because the fuel ratio yeah. is wrong. I'll be upset. So that was the beauty of the interaction with Royal Exclusive actually was like, they somebody says, hey, here's yeah. a $2,500 option, but I suggest you get the $1,800 one. Uh, like, <laughs> you suggest I give you $700 less? Like, yeah, yep. you're not going to need it. Yeah, I know. Uh, but that's probably true of all of them, not just at that scale. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. when you're pairing your your filtration approaches, if filter rollers in your in your game and you're going to be pulling this stuff out in real time, uh, you can downgrade that skimmer size. You should. Yeah, and the nature of that is like with the, with the roller mat especially or the fleece material because you're rolling the turd and the food like right out of the tank. Mm -hmm. The... Worst part actually is with the, if you're using a filter sock and don't change it, it actually all just breaks down in the filter sock area. And you had the worst combination because the skimmer actually isn't working anymore because uh, half of the organics are stuck in this filter sock. is breaking down into nitrate and phosphate inside of the filter sock and then it doesn't even get removed. So the filter sock is all it really is doing is just like creating excess nitrogen and phosphate and starving the other filter at the same time. Mm. Not a good That's move. Lose-lose situation. Yep. Unless you change up the filter socks frequently, in which case it isn't doing that. But if you just leave all the, if you just let the filter sock capture all the turd and let it rot in there until it breaks down back into the tank, eh, some of it probably breaks into protein chains that uh, can be removed by mm. the skimmer. Some of it also doesn't. Mm. Uh, hard lesson learned is that pH may drive, uh, or a skimmer may drive pH down. Uh, and, and this goes back to it being the, you know, the number one source of gas exchange in your tank. Well, if I have CO2 laden surrounding air and me and my dogs and my family and everybody's breathing in this enclosed building or in the closed house and it's wintertime, so my windows aren't open, I am now pumping a whole lot of CO2 laden air into the tank, meaning more carbonic acid, meaning driving pH down. 
Meaning here at the office, uh, when there's 100 people here over the weekdays, well, you know what? The pH here on most of the tanks here is pretty low. Mm -hmm. Unless you go, if unless you're willing to scrub the CO2 out with a CO2 scrubber on your skimmer, uh, the chances of you maintaining a higher pH in this environment is really low. There's mm -hmm. so many people breathing carbon dioxide yeah. and in turn carbonic acid being introduced to the tank. Uh, then you watch it, it on the weekend. The weekend, then it goes shoots all the way back up to the 8.3 range. Yeah. You know, it, like it'll it'll go up three or four tenths of a point all the way back up. You know, just because there's nobody breathing here on the weekend. <laughs> so uh, on the weekdays. Basically, the skimmer is going to be incorporating that stuff faster mm. than uh, if we just turn the skimmer off. And in this case, we're pulling out all the nutrients <laughs> as well. So what are you going to do? Uh -huh. Something to think about. And you might want to like even just try it. Turn your skimmer off and see what the effect is on the pH of your tank. You if your pH goes up, it would be... Uh, yeah. uh, hard lesson is that hang-ons are a flood risk. Uh, uh, no matter which way you, no matter which way you flip it, the hang on. Like I've flooded my reef octopus, uh, hang on the back one thousand, my BH one thousand, uh, and it was because you know um, an anemone got beat up in the power head, excess organics filled up my skimmer, went my skimmer went crazy, and the only only place for this water to go after your skimmer cup overflows on a hang on the back is on your floor. Or sometimes the pump is outside of the skimmer body and maybe you didn't tighten up one of the unions during maintenance enough, water on the floor. I will tell you, hang-ons are super duper duper popular skimmers. I, in my first one, I had like three or four of them. All of them flooded at some way or another. One, one of them, a real flood. Another one, uh, like the Prism Pro thing was a real flood. Mm. Uh, the other ones uh, outside of that could be just because the skimmer cup went crazy and the skimmer cup isn't over a sump or tank and so floor is the only option. <laughs> uh, there's a, a bunch of different reasons. So for me, if I was gonna use a hang on, I think I'd skip the hang on. I would think of the in-tank options like the, uh, the Tunes Comline one. Yeah, those ones sit inside. It looks like magnets into the tank and kind of has like, it looks almost like an overflow tower. Yeah. It looks really slick in the tank. It's black. You know, they have this big thing sitting, hanging on the back of the tank. Uh, they have a DC adjustable version as well. Which means air adjustment. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in that case, it would, I will tell you my experience is uh, it doesn't work as well as some of the highest performing hang on the back options, but I'll give up a little bit of performance to not flood my floor uh, oh, every time. 100%. So uh, <laughs> other people may be a different camp. You can decide on your own. Uh, another hard lesson here is anybody who's tried ozone on mm. your skimmer, in theory, what it should do is increase the amount of organics you pull from the tank. Basically, what it will do is change the polarity of some of the organics in the tank and make it uh, make them attract to the bubble surface more. Mm. However, if you use too much ozone, it changes all of the polarity. It actually makes things repel from each other. Mm. My experience is getting that right in the right amount of ozone and mixing it with the, what the intended purpose is, which is actually making the water crystal clear, is super duper hard. And I've never added ozone to a skimmer where it didn't do anything but hurt the skimmer's uh, performance. It turned into a boiling pot of water almost every time. Oh, I've never have. I have zero uh, experience with the ozone, but I will it'd tell be you, fun to test. You know what we said earlier, we, though? Yeah. We said that what would be a miracle would be the non-stinky poo. 
ozone might be that answer. Ozone would be the mm. answer because you'd have oz excess ozone going over the stinky poo yeah. smell. Uh, and gonna, it'll come out smelling like uh, lightning. We're going to do an investigates where we grade the stink of the poo stink on a scale of one to ten. Performance, and performance wise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So big question. What's next?